Welcome to In The Money, the premier hockey betting podcast. This is JD, and I'm going to run you through our NHL picks for the day. I did, who knew I was kind of the guy to get three on the text if you're trying to get high. Cop chase ain't once, but some on the side. Roll up like one, three blunts for the ride. Never dolo, kid, no stress, always got one. Pre-team married now, I see the shot. Looking for the kid, block out, so I'm not one. Fresh out of class with a dash from the cop. Front with a smile on the lumbar, all achy. Yes, she knew I was a legend in the making. Stuck around cause the boy lit and he cake. Small town, big head, Ricky gon' make it. They say I'm gonna get caught. This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The information and opinions are derived from individuals and are not to be taken as a guarantee. We here at In The Money provide you with content, not a guarantee of performance. We are not liable for any bets or action you take as a result of this podcast. All right, we are back at it after what was a tremendous first hockey night in Canada. Games across the board were great. Last night we were a little bit down. We were even. We went even, so we'll take it. Um, But shout out to the Bruins. I locked the Bruins, and then the Bruins went out and locked up the Arizona Coyotes. The Bruins did what Bruce Cassidy's Bruins have seemed to do since his start there. They played great as a five-man unit. They were tough to get chances against, and when they did, Halak was brilliant. They play a sound style of hockey. He's a very good coach, uh, and I'm and I'm, and I'm impressed by how they played last night. Um, Arizona, I discounted them a little bit because of their loss to Anaheim, but after Anaheim went out and beat the Sharks, uh, we might have to consider that as not such a bad loss. For Arizona, uh, this was a good game for Arizona. They played pretty well. They they stayed in the game, but the Bruins just kind of stifled them and suffocated them. That's what the Bruins have done. Patrice Bergeron made a just a fantastic play to Marshan, who sniped in a goal. All around, a great effort from the Bruins, and it just goes to show why they're perennially one of the top teams in the league. They're just so tough to play against all the time. Um, so the lock it in first lock it in bet of the year was the Bruins, and the Bruins held out. Let's move on to the rest of the slate. Uh, We'll start with the games we betted on here. The New York Rangers versus Ottawa in regulation. The Rangers came through, and the Rangers looked really good. They took care of business and did what they needed to do. Um, I've been discounting Zabinijad as a first-line center, but he's definitely starting to make a case in the first two games of the season. And it's not just about the points. It's about the overall play from him. He's really driving play. Uh, it definitely helps to have Panarin on his wing, and so we'll see how this continues to go this season. But if he keeps playing like this, the Rangers could really be a dangerous a dangerous team. They, they really did what they needed to do. You can't really say much more than when you go out and win in Ottawa 4-1. That's what you need to do. You can't give them too much praise, but you also know that they, they did the job they needed to do. Uh, and as for Ottawa, the only thing worth talking about is Brady the Bulldog, Brady Kachuk. I fucking love this guy. He plays with so much jam. It's hard not to be enamored with his game. It's all about getting to the front of the net, the tough position, the tough goals. And that's something that if he continues to do, those goals are going to be there for him his entire career because he's such a strong skater. He's very strong in his skates. He's hard to knock off the spot. So for me, the only thing really worth talking about in Ottawa is him. Let's move on to the overs that we took. We took overs in the Calgary and Vancouver game, and I have to say I'm pretty disappointed in uh, 
the way Vancouver has started this season, they don't look so dangerous as I was hoping they might with Pedersen and Besser. Uh, they, you know, it'd be one thing if they were losing some games, but to get shut out in Calgary by a team that is really no, more known for their offense and their defense, uh, Hamannick and Hannafin played really well in this game, but that's no excuse to get shut out in a game like this for Vancouver. It's the second game of the season. You need to start scoring some goals. I know this team is a young team. Lots of people picked them to make the playoffs, but the way they're starting this season is not good. And they're going to be in a tough race in the West because some of those teams that didn't make the playoffs last year, like Edmonton, are looking like they might be better this year. And you know none of those teams that were in the playoffs are going to give up their spot easily. So there's not a lot of spots up for grabs in the West. And these games early in the season, I know it's early, but you know we saw it with the Habs last year. You know They came down to the end and they missed it by a couple points. And some of these games early on can cost you if you end up missing a playoff spot by two or four points. And so for Vancouver, they need to figure it out, and they need to figure it out quick. They're not hard on the puck, and they don't seem like they're a tough team to play against. Calgary seemed like they had a pretty easy game last night, to be honest with you. Uh, we need more from the back end here. We need more from Myers. Quinn Hughes actually has looked pretty good, but I, I, and I need more from Pedersen and Besser. That, that comes down to it. You have goal scorers. They need to score goals. Um, we'll see. It's, it's early, and they're young, so let's not jump on them too much, but we need to see improvement here from this team. Uh, Calgary, on the other hand, you know, they scored three goals. They looked like they had a pretty good game. They looked like they were played a pretty easy game, which, you know, tells you more about Vancouver than it does about Calgary. So we'll continue to look, but this is the type of win Calgary needed. Let's move on to the other over, which was the Wild and Avalanche. So while the Flames, Vancouver did not hit the over, the Wild and the Avalanche pushed on the sixth goal over. The Avalanche looked really good again. The Wild potted a couple goals and were in the game till the end. But again, they just couldn't come away with a win. And the Wild, they're, they're in for a tough season. They're in for a very tough season. They can score a little bit, but not enough to counteract some weak back-end play and some subpar goaltending at times. It's going to be tough for them. I don't see a way for them to make the playoffs. But the Avalanche, Ranton and McKinnon, they're, they're so good. They're, you know, Landis Cog, they're so good. And their defense, Kale McCarr, is just, he's incredible. Sam Gerrard's looking really good again this year. For me, it's all about that for this team. Grubauer has looked pretty good, but this team's going to need to score goals to win games, and they seem like they're willing and able to do that. So a push on the over, unfortunately for us, but a, a, a good game. And the Avalanche are a team to keep an eye on to not only bet for the over because they're going to score goals, but they might win some serious games this year. All right, finally the parlay. We probably should have parlayed this the other way. <laughs> um, the Lightning played great. They actually really outplayed the Panthers. Uh, but Bobrovsky was just the difference maker. He was making some crazy saves the whole game. It, I remember one on Kucherov where he went all the way across the net and Kucherov had some zip on the puck. And Bobrovsky was great. Even the third goal for Tampa Bay Bobrovsky got a hand on it and almost made an incredible save on the Joseph goal. So, you know, the Lightning outshot the Panthers 35-28, but it was a similar story to what happened with the Lightning in the playoffs against Columbus. They would come down with a two-on-one or a great chance, and Bobrovsky would just, out of nowhere, stone them. And especially early in this game, it, it was a 0-0 first period, but the Lightning could have been up 2-3-0 if it wasn't for Bobrovsky, and that changed the game. It allowed the Panthers to get in the game get a power play, 
get another power play, get two Mike Hoffman goals, and kind of hold the lead from there, hold down the fort. I, I like what the Panthers. I like how the Panthers are looking. Actually, after that game, I was a little bit discouraged by them. And uh, again, tonight wasn't so great. But the Lightning are going to dominate a lot of teams this year in the regular season. And if you can steal one like the Panthers did at home and a home and home against the Lightning, going one and one, it is about as good as it's going to get. So they did what they needed to do. Now that they're going to play some, you know, some other teams in the future, is really where we're going to learn about the Panthers. They relied on a lot on Bobrovsky against the Lightning. They can't continue to rely on him so much. Um, the guy's a freak, though. He is so good. He is probably right now, despite what you might hear from Don Sherry, he's probably the best goalie in the league. He, he's definitely better than Frederick Anderson, but uh, he's he's incredible. He's, uh, you know, unbelievable. All right, speaking of Frederick Anderson... Let's move on to what, in my opinion, was the game of the night, and not just because I'm a Habs fan, but uh, in a night where there were a lot of great games, you know, even the Bruins game that we talked about a little bit earlier was a one nothing game, but it was a really great game. It was a fun one to watch. There was a, a bunch of chances, just great goaltending. Um, but in this Montreal-Toronto game was definitely the game of the night. Uh, let's, let's start with Toronto and even though I'm a Habs fan I think the most interesting storyline here and in this game and for a league-wide perspective is Toronto's blue line and specifically what I was talking about the other day where Toronto their defense really struggles with speed and we saw that a little bit against a really poor Ottawa team their defense gave up a lot of chances and Frederick Anderson was pretty good in that game then against Columbus a big tough team they actually did pretty great their defense and I said, I want to see how they do coming in against a small, speedy team like Montreal who's going to push the pace and really try to get behind them. And they struggled again with the speedy forwards of the Habs. And I think this is how Babcock wants to play and wants to build his team. But I'm not sure this is how you should be built in the modern NHL because if you look at how they've lost to the Bruins, it hasn't been big guys that have been beating them. I know DeBrusque is like a little bit of size, but he plays a more finesse game. He, he tries to use his speed when he's at his best and get around you. And those are the goals he scored. Marchand, Bergeron, those guys use speed and skill to get around you. The Bruins have some big guys as depth forwards like Coyle. But for the most part, the guys that were beating Toronto, the top line guys for the Bruins, Bruins are the fast, speedy guys, the Pasternaks, the Marchands, the Bergerons. Those guys have a ton of skill, a ton of speed. And Toronto's blue line, it really, really struggles. Now, they have studs up front. Matthews, Marner, Tavares, uh, you know, even Janssen and Kapanen are very, very good players. Willie Nylander is awesome. They have got so many studs up front. They can really score. But their defense just needs to be competent, and it's just not. It's just not a competent team. Even with the backup in last night, Hutchison played pretty well. They left him out to dry. Bab said this after the game. They left him out to dry. Good hockey teams don't blow three goal leads, especially in the third period. And uh, it's concerning to me for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We know they're going to be a good regular season team. We know they're going to get in the playoffs. But once they get there, how are they going to get over? How are they going to get past the Tampas? How are they going to get past the Bruins again? I... I don't see it. Um, but all that being said, I have to love the compete level from their forwards up front. Going down a goal after you were up 4-1, going down 5-4 against the Habs team that was pushing you all night, and then Matthews comes back and scores one with the net empty. I mean, the guts, the skill, their forwards are great. Their forwards are really going to be pushing and taking them to the playoffs and be high in a tough division. But still, you know, their defense needs more. 
All right, let's switch it over to the Habs. Little Habs hot corner here for you. First of all, Domi is awesome. I love everything about this guy. He, he is so good in all facets of the game. He'll turn the puck over on defense. He'll take it up. He'll rush it. He'll make a pass. He can shoot. He can, he can do everything, and he's got the energy. He, he'll fight. He'll push guys around. I just love the way Domi plays. He's a hockey player through and through. He's got all the toughness you want. He's got all the skill you want. He's got all the skating ability you want. He's just awesome player. And despite what Don Sherry thinks, Frederick Anderson is not the best goalie in the NHL. He's probably the fourth best goalie in his own division. Price showed that last night. The Leafs had multiple breakaways, and Price stonewalled them in huge moments. I'm thinking Tavares coming out of the box in overtime. Marner late in the uh, in the overtime. Marner also in the third period. He he was great. And then in the shootout to stop Matthews, Marner, Tavares, three for three. Great job by Price. He's he's what, as Claude Julien said, he's the guy who won the Canadians the extra point in overtime and the shootout. Now, the rest of the Habs forwards played really well. The Habs roll four lines of speed and skill, and they're never out of game. Two games in a row, they've come back from 3-1 and 4-1. They're a fun team to watch, and this race in the Atlantic for playoff spots is going to be tough. You know, it's going to be an intense battle between the Bruins, Leafs, Tampa, Habs, Florida, and Buffalo. All six of those teams are going to be pushing for playoff spots. And even if they get five, again, only five from a division can make it. It's going to be tough coming down to the end here. And one of these teams might feel like a playoff team that gets robbed. But we'll see. You know, Florida, the Habs, and Buffalo have to have to show that they can do what they're doing right now in the second half of the year. So let's get on to the team that we haven't touched on in that group, and that's Buffalo. Buffalo played at home against New Jersey, and this was a battle of teams with no depth on defense. But the difference was Hutton played really well for the Sabres, and Blackwood is just not good enough. Um, New Jersey gave up way too many power plays, which never allowed them to gain, gain a rhythm. Eichel was really, really good. Sam Reinhardt was really, really good. Skinner had a beautiful assist. And I've said it, and I'll say it again, risk the lion was good for them, and trading him without having a replacement would be a terrible move because they don't have enough depth as it is back there. The Sabres almost outshot the Devils 2-1, to one, and they did get the better of the chances. But as for the Devils, it's tough to evaluate them right now and give a real breakdown of this team because their goaltending isn't good enough, and it clearly seeps into their play. They don't play as confidently. They don't play as free with Blackwood back there because they just know he's going to give up a couple soft goals, and it's and it is it kills teams. You've seen it so many times. It, you know this isn't just a thing that happens in the NHL. This is something that happens throughout hockey. If you're a peewee and you don't have a good goalie, your energy can just be zapped, even if you're a good team. And that's what happened to the Devils. It's it's why it's why Price played 66 games last year. It's why Frederick Anderson had to play 60 games for the Leafs last year because their backups were just not competent and the teams just aren't aggressive and they're they're just their energy is just immediately zapped when you have somebody back there who can't handle that who can't handle the position moving on to somebody who can't handle the position let's focus on this pittsburgh and columbus game um columbus didn't change their game plan at all from the leafs torts gonna torts and again it worked for the per for the first period but it's just a huge issue in net with Mer Mer Merz Urza Merkinzolis or whatever that guy's name is. I can't pronounce his name. Apologies to him. But, you know, the way he's playing, it's not like he's going to be around very long. This team 
is just similar fate to the Devils. They're just zapped of their energy because their goaltending isn't good enough. And it's totally understandable that a team's going to struggle with you know their tenders after they lose a guy like Bobrovsky. As for the Penguins, I think I cursed Malkin a little bit. Literally the day I said I could see him being a dark horse, MVP, Hart Trophy guy, he gets injured. Um, really hoping it's not a long-term injury and he doesn't miss much time because he is awesome. And he is such a game-changing player for them. So hopefully, get well soon, Gino. We're all rooting for you. Um, the Penguins were dominant, but another situation where just goaltending wasn't good enough. So the Penguins did what they needed to do, but we'll see what you know the Penguins have to offer. This was a good game for some of their offensive players like Crosby and uh, Gensel and Galchenyuk and McCann to you know get get feeling good about yourself, score some goals, and then you know see where that takes you. All right. Let's move on to Carolina versus Washington in what was one of the you know tougher games played in the night. Uh, two playoff teams that look uh, ready to go. This game was everything we thought it was going to be. It was teams who are playing a tough, good style of hockey, but then also have a ton of skill to break a game open. So it was a 3-2 win for Washington, and they did a really good, I mean, a 3-2 win for Carolina in overtime, and they did a really good job. Gardner scores the game winner. Um, all around, this was a really interesting game. I like both these teams to be battling it out in the Metro till the end. I think this is the two top teams in the Metro, and then there's going to be a third team that sneaks in there, and we'll see if that's maybe the Rangers or the Penguins, but right now I'm just loving everything I'm seeing from both these teams. Uh, they look almost like they're ready for the playoffs today, which is you know a testament to how they trained in the offseason, how they came prepared. You know, the Washington probably feels like they left a little bit on the table and that they could have won that Game 7 against Carolina. And Carolina probably feels like they, you know, took a big step in the right direction. They got a couple of, you know, offseason acquisitions. Um, and and they're maybe ready to take another step with their young, talented forwards. You know, Tara Vinen was really good last night. Halla, again, was a really good pickup for them. Uh, I think Edmondson's going to be great for them. So... I just think these two teams are incredible, and I'm excited to watch these teams down the road. I think that we're going to be betting on these teams a lot, and they're going to win us a lot of money. All right. Now let's focus a little bit more on the nightcaps. We already talked a little bit about the games that we bet on for the overs, but let's go to the Blues and Stars, which is a very similar game, actually, to the Hurricanes Capitals. This looks like two playoff teams to me. I know the Stars are 0-2, but they played the Bruins and then the Blues, the two top two teams in the league last year, and both those teams showed why they were the top two teams in the league last year when they played the Stars. And the Stars didn't back down. The Stars were in both games right till the end. Uh, they lost 3-2 to the Blues, but it was a really, really interesting, really, really good game to watch. A lot of good hockey being played. Bennington was incredible. You know, he robbed the Stars on more than a few opportunities. And Miro Heiskanen, I'm not sure what what else there is to say about this kid. He is unbelievable. He had a sweet goal. But even more than that, I mean, he, this guy looks like he's about to be, you know, a Nicholas Lidstrom type where he could just play 30 minutes and you're just going to be so comfortable with him on the ice all 30 minutes. It's going to be hard to take him off the ice at times uh, as, as he progresses in his career. He is one of the best blue liners in the NHL today, and he is so young. And he is so good just in all facets of the game. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the Red Wings and the Predators. And this one was shocking to me. I thought the Predators were going to steamroll the Red Wings at home. First Saturday night game. But the Red Wings came to play, man. The Red Wings, they were fast. They were, you know, on. They were hard on the forecheck. 
it's a you know the Red Wings sneakily they're they're in that division they're in like maybe the toughest division and you know they're kind of the opposite of um, of Ottawa where they you know if they could put it together they have good goaltending in Jimmy Howard and they might be able to stay in some games I don't think in the end they're going to have enough to make the playoffs but you know with Steve Irzum in there he's going to start getting this team right soon and if they keep playing the way they played tonight they're certainly going to be a team that you don't want to play if you need to win. All right, let's move on to the uh, Sharks and the Ducks. And San Jose Sharks, let's not freak out. It's three games into the year. But objectively, if you watch their play, it's not good right now. It, it's exasperating, honestly. Um, they're definitely going to get a boost getting Evander Kane back in the lineup. So let's not forget about that. Um, and I'm not overly worried. I still think they're probably going to be a good playoff team. But they just need more right now. And the guy they need more from is Carlson. He's looking tentative. He looks like he's still in preseason mode, which, you know, it's his you know second game of the year. It wasn't a back-to-back, but I need more. I need more. Um, that's it. We just need more from these Sharks. Uh, the Ducks look pretty good. The Ducks look like they're going to challenge some teams. And, you know, they had a really down weird year last year where they lost like, you know, 20 straight games or something. And they were still kind of around the playoff hunt. And John Gibson is such a good goalie that he could almost carry a team to the playoffs if he needs to. So, you know, the Ducks are a team to watch out for. And we were talking about Vancouver earlier, losing the first two games. The Ducks won the first two games, and if the Ducks sustain, you know, what they are, and they end up being close to the playoffs, and Vancouver comes back and is close to the playoffs, and the Ducks barely make it, you might look at the first two games, say the Ducks came out ready to play right away, they scored, they won a couple games early, and that's the difference. And so, in today's NHL, where there's a ton of parity, these games really do matter right at the beginning of the season, and the Ducks have done a good job to start the season. Um, they got a lucky, a lucky break off a. Of, off a goalie making a huge mistake with the puck, and we'll get the goalies making a huge mistake with the puck in the last game we're going to talk about here. But um, all in all, they played a pretty good game. They had a shorthanded goal. Um, and the Sharks' power play just doesn't look very dangerous, which is shocking, because that should be the one thing that they have immediately now going with Thornton, Burns, Carlson, Couture. That, should, that shouldn't be something that happens to them, so... In a battle of those two California teams, I'm a little shocked the Sharks couldn't come out of their Listerine opportunity with a win. But uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see these two teams. They're kind of trending in opposite directions and are doing the exact opposite of what I would have thought at the beginning of the season. These two teams would be doing 0 and 3 for the Sharks and 2 and 0 for the Ducks. It's very interesting. All right. Speaking of goaltenders making mistakes with the pucks. The Oilers won a crazy, a wild nightcapper, a 6-5 game. And that's the scoring I wanted out of the Flames-Canucks game, but we didn't get it. Um, Connor McDavid, what else is there to say? The guy is unbelievable. He's a pleasure to watch play the game of hockey. James Neal had a couple goals, which is big for them. You know, they if, if James Neal gets 20 for them, this team is much better than they were last year because they just need winger depth. Dreisaitl had a a beautiful assist to Cassian. It was McDavid to dry settle Cassian just sitting right at the front of the net. I might have been able to tip that one in. And I'm a fucking terrible player, but <laughs> but I mean Cassian just fits that role with that team. He's a hard he's hard on the puck. He does everything he needs to do and when you play with McDavid and Dry there's just gonna be opportunities to score. So Mike Smith, let's talk about it. This is the Mike Smith 
from Calgary last year at times. Not the end of the year, but at the beginning of the year. I know he loves to play the puck. And I'm not going to say don't play the puck because he's really good at playing the puck. But don't play the puck like that. You can't give away goals. This team, it wants to make the playoffs. You know, they, they have a little bit of a brutal defense, especially because Larson's out now. You, you cannot, you cannot be giving away free goals. They saved you in this one. They, they won despite Mike Smith, but they're not going to be able to win despite Mike Smith all year. Mike Smith needs to step up. He needs to grow up and he needs to learn when he can and when he cannot play the puck. And he cannot make mistakes like this. He just cannot. He is a veteran goalie, and he's going to make a few mistakes, but mistakes like this that lead directly to goals that allow a team in a game, and then the rest of the game, he was just miserable in this one. And, you know, the other night, he was really great. Tonight, he's miserable, and it's just like you can't you can't have these wide swings with Mike Smith. He needs to be more consistent for this Oilers team. Um, all in all, you're 2-0 for the Oilers, and just like I said about the Ducks and the opposite of the Canucks, Winning games early, putting some points in the bank is big time because towards the end of the season, you're going to need these points. And the Oilers, good job starting off hot, looking ready to play. McDavid, he's awesome. What a night of hockey. What a night of hockey. All right, the slate for tonight, the Sunday night games, it's the Lightning versus the Hurricane. Um, This is going to be a really good game, I think. It's at 5 p.m. It's a weird time. It's in Carolina. And I'm not going to bet it, but it's going to be a fun game, I think, to watch. Uh, So I'll definitely be tuned in. Won't be betting it. The Stars-Red Wings, um, I'm not going to bet on any games tonight because we're up this week. So let's take money off the board in investing. There's a saying. I hear it from Jim Cramer all the time. It's bears make money, bulls make money, pigs get slaughtered. I think it's the same thing in betting. Pigs get slaughtered. I'm up money this week. I'm going to end the week up money, and I'm just going to not take any action here today. Um, But if I was going to take action, this would be the game I would take action on. The Stars coming into the Red Wings in their home opener. The Red Wings winning a big game last night, but the Stars being 0-2, playing two two of the toughest teams in the league, the two teams that were in the Stanley Cup final last year, and looking really good while doing it. I think the Stars get a win here tonight. I think the Stars go into Detroit and get a win here tonight. If I was going to bet anything, it would be the Stars in regulation. But again, we're taking money out today. We've made some money this week. Let's keep on going with making money and not lose and end the week on a down night. Finally, the last game of the night is going to be the Jets and the Islanders. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game because it's the Jets who can't stop a nosebleed and need to score goals versus the Islanders who are all about playing defensive hockey and trying to win a 2-1 game. So kind of a matchup of different styles here, and I'm excited to see which team can kind of get their game going. Um, but I, I don't know how it's going to go. There's too much variation in this game to really bet on it. I don't know if the Islanders going to be good this year, and I don't know if the Jets are going to be able to score against a team with the structure of the Islanders. Um, so it could it could be an over, it could be an under, uh, it could be a Jets win, it could be an Islanders win. Any of the possibilities are on the board, and for betting, there's no value in this game for me, so I'm going to avoid it. Um, that being said, next week's a new week. And we've got all the possibilities ahead of us. So we're up this week. We're going to end up this week. Next week, it's a new week, baby. It's a new week.